and this has been used for literally over a century, is this two by two of urgency and importance. Where does any task fall within this two by two? Welcome to the Self-Leadership Experiment, where we take an evidence-based perspective on all things organizational behavior. My name is Scott Dust. I'm a management professor, as well as a team member for an HR tech company. I'll be talking with my co-host, Louis DiCarlo, and we'll break down what's real and what's not, and what works and what doesn't work. Thanks for joining the conversation. Today, the conversation is on the idea of urgency versus importance. So my favorite time management framework, and this has been used for literally over a century, is this two by two of urgency and importance. So you think of those as two dimensions. It could be high on urgency or low on urgency and high on importance and low on importance. And where does any task fall within this two by two? And this is really important because time is really our most precious resource, right? But we spend it on the wrong things. A lot of times we take on urgent tasks that aren't really all that important and we feel good because we can just kind of cross them off the list. And really what we should be spending more time on is these important, but not necessarily urgent tasks, right? If it's important, then at some point we really need to spend time on it, but we don't, we don't get into those more strategic, deep thinking, long-term initiatives that really separate us from the masses. But then I think a lot of times also, we're not very good at figuring out what is actually not all that important and what is actually not all that urgent and then either just not doing it or reprioritizing it in a way that aligns with its sense of importance and urgency. So this is one of those things that intuitively, wow, it makes, makes sense. That's what should I be, that's what I should be doing. But I think a lot of people struggle in practice to, to make it work. So what do you think? Do you agree with the framework? Do you try and manage your tasks in, in a similar way? And what are your thoughts on the, on the two by two? I think, I think this is a complex issue with multiple layers of discussion potentially where you could do like an hour-long podcast and, and cover 10% of it right but I've, I've heard a saying um a guy that I work with and he says um what interests my boss fascinates me okay what interests one way right if if there's something that your boss is interested in that's probably something important, right? With, with the right context in, in place as well. Yeah. Um, but I think like a lot of that, you do need to, it requires a level of emotional intelligence to kind of, mm -hmm. you, you need to rely on your emotional intelligence to distinguish what falls in what two by two, Yeah. what, what box of your two by two. I get um, so if the boss is bringing this to you, then yes, it is important and you need to be paying attention to this. But when others maybe bring things to your attention that they need or that they think might be interesting or fun to work through, then you have to be really careful and, and engage in some social skills there. Correct. And, and sometimes, you know, maybe your boss is always talking about if we only had a way to make this more efficient, or I wonder if there's a better design that would cut costs to do this or, you know, whatever. I mean, right. paying attention to what your boss is saying Mm -hmm. And what their interest is, I think sometimes can help you. Yeah. If you've got 10 things to do, well, right. do any of those check those boxes, right? I mean, it, it's all like I said, you know, it, it's it's an analysis, it's emotional intelligence, but um like where where do you like you're you're teaching students, right? And and 
And all of a sudden they move from gathering information and knowledge to actually having to apply it and, and do this, right? So how, how are they learning this? Like where do- Oh, they don't, they don't. They have to learn it, <laughs> learn by fire, so to speak. And yeah. I think either one or two things happen. Eventually anybody, as they enter the workforce and they gradually move their way up and they have more and more and more things to do for the organization because they can add value in so many different ways that they get burned out because they, they continue to say yes, especially in those early career stages where you know that as you get more opportunities and more projects, it gives you more chances to learn and move up and impress people and build your network. And eventually they just get burned out. Um, and then they have this moment where it's like, oh, I need to do better at reprioritizing. I think that's, that's the most typical uh, manifestation of this phenomenon. But I do feel like over time, people are getting better at having these conversations. Interestingly, some of the, those that do the best, it's because the organization promotes it. So for example, organizations yeah. that promote like a really strict OKR objectives and key results format, I think right. they're better at it because it's like, hey, top level management has said, this is the priority. And then it gets down to the next level and the next level. And then all of your objectives have to roll up to whatever it is, is at the higher order. And so it gives you more of like, a, I don't know, a, gives you a little bit more of a backbone when someone is like, please do this. And you're like, you know what, this OKR I'm being monitored on and I have to deliver on it by this time and this date. And I just can't get to that yet. They'll put it in my queue, but I can't get to it. So I think that, you know, there are, it's, it actually is not just the person, right? It's, the organization needs to be clear. The managers need to be clear. Team members have to have conversations. And then you have to think about it as well. Um, so that's part of it. But also it's down to self-control, right? Like I'm sitting here talking about this, but I can even tell you just this morning, you know, I was like doing things that were not very important that people wanted my time via email. And I was like, oh, I got 15 minutes before the podcast recording. I'll just go ahead and do this. But I should have been doing something else. So it takes self-control. Yeah, it definitely does take self-control. I agree with you. I might know in the back of my mind. In fact, I've even planned out what I'm going to do that is most important. I get to work and immediately I'm distracted and it's already after lunch. And I'm like, wait a minute, where'd that time go? Um, I had a thought I wanted, I, was, I wanted to ask you about and come back to on what, uh, what you were just saying. Um, why is it, do you think people are missing the mark on this? Are they intentionally working on things that are more desirable or things that they enjoy or, you know, they, um, even though they know that those aren't what's most important or people just, they have blinders on and they, in their mind, they're working on what's important, but on what's actually important or their bosses or their superiors, yeah. like what, what, what's happening here? How, how can we, how can we fix this? I think the problem almost in a way is how we're communicating and filtering all this communication and organizing all this communication, right? Like most people sit down and they open their inbox to their email and you can see the, the messages that are unread. And we keep trying to keep at this inbox zero because it psychologically makes us feel, feel good and feel productive and have a sense of control. Um, but what I think can help us in the long term is to instead do email triages or just communication triages within specific time blocks 
and say, here's what I'm going to do at this time, right? I'm going to triage all my email and then prioritize it for what I'm going to work on when I have time to get into deep thinking mode. Because like right now, you know, the majority of professional services and information oriented workers, you know, things are coming in and things are going out and there's no real structure to it, right? Instead, it could be, you know, here's the two hours where I'm going to work on triaging email, but then I got to move on to this meeting, or then I need to move on to producing this report. And so, you know, ideally you can structure your days in well, in, in ways that make more sense. Like I'm a big Cal Newport deep work fan. I think his researching about um, time, time blocking, et cetera, is, is helpful to add some structure. I think that people just aren't planful in how they attack their communication with, with others within an organization. So I think I've, I've kind of taken two things away that, you know, maybe who's ever listening to this could as well. There's two parts to this. There's the measuring what matters, which uh, I think there's a book called just that measure what matters, which, which goes into focus on OKRs. Yeah. So that, you know, from the top all the way down to the bottom, what everybody is working on, it all rolls up to the, the, the company's main goals. Right. I think that kind of spells it out. It becomes more black and white then. Yeah. There's, there's certainty that what you're doing and focusing on um, rolls up to what the company's goals are and, and yeah. what they're trying to accomplish. Right. The second piece is then the self-discipline to carry that out, right? And, and yeah. you just kind of talked a little bit about that. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't worry about your email. Yeah. Worry about your goals. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And we kind of have to have some thick skin and like be prepared to tell people no and disappoint people. Right. And that's just part of it. Like you need to be, you need to be prepared to disappoint a few people in order to make more people happy or the more important people happy, like your boss or whatever it is, stakeholders, et cetera. So not easy, but definitely uh, something to work on in terms of self-leadership. So, all right. Very good. Um, for more resources, resources on bridging the gap between science and practice for all things organizational behavior, go to scottdust.com. And from there, you can subscribe to the monthly newsletter and also find more evidence-based insight through social media, YouTube, and podcasts. See you next time.